0: Hi, I'd like to welcome everybody to Argus's series of podcasts reviewing the marine fuels and fuel oil market, one month after what's commonly referred to as IMO 2020 has been implemented. I'm Tracy Val, and I will be hosting the full series of three podcasts focusing initially on each separate trading region of Asia Pacific, uh, Europe, and the Americas. Uh, I have with me today Ennis, Argus's senior reporter for. Argus European Products Report. So what I want to do is just review this regulation. I'm commonly referred to as IMO 2020. What it does is it limits the sulfur content and fuel that can be used in ocean-going vessels to 0.5% sulfur. Ship owners do have the option to use fuel with a higher sulfur content um, as long as they scrub the exhaust gas to levels equal to or lower than the equivalent of 0.5% bunker fuel. Ennis, I'm just wondering, can you tell me, you know, there was a lot of um, discussion about how the market was going to cope with this implementation of the sulfur cap. Have you seen any major market disruptions due to this uh, implementation?
1: Well, a- as expected, I think um, the market was in a transition mode until from November, even October until the end of January and this was expected so no no surprises there but to be fair i i think that the market transitioned pretty smoothly and now we can say that we there are no major issues surrounding imo 2020 in the transition Uh, early on in january and maybe at the end of december we saw some supply tightness some shortages in some of the major bunkering ports around the world. Um, And in Europe, I think that mostly happened in Mediterranean, the largest ports there. I I can think of Algeciras, Gibraltar, and some other ports, Istanbul, Malta, and some Greek ports as well. They, They saw some shortages on marine fuels, but that was to be expected, because even though there was enough maybe production from the refinery side, the bunker suppliers, as you as you mentioned, this is a huge change, so bunker suppliers may not have been ready on day one, but in just a few weeks, I think they were able to um, ease these concerns and s- start supplying really easily, so now we can say that we only see minor issues surrounding IMO 2020, and the transition seems to be as smooth as possible.
0: Actually, so that's actually really good news because I think there was a lot of concern that uh, there would be lots of supply uh, imbalances and um, uh, you know, vessel delays and such like that. Um, then let's move on and talk a little bit about what's actually going on with the, v- with the supply side um, and the demand side. Now we know that, that to meet these regulations, as I said, ship owners can use a high sulfur fuel oil and they can, uh, with an exhaust gas scrubber. But they also, if they're using NIMO compliant fuel, they can typically utilize what we would call a clean fuel, uh, which would be a marine gas oil type fuel, and a dirty fuel. So it kind of means when you hold up two vials of the samples, one's clearer and one's actually dark and dirty. Um, we've had a lot of discussion uh, among the ship owners and among the suppliers around this, and um, uh, trying to estimate what, who's going to use what and how much demand. And I just wondered, have you seen a preference for one type of fuel oil over another?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I can easily say that what we now call very low sulfur fuel oil, that is 0.5% fuel oil, and that has been the primary marine fuel early on in this transition. It's it's been the even even in November, VLSFO became the primary marine fuel in some of the major bunkering ports and that absolutely continued in December and January and I, I believe it still continues today. So early indications on some numbers like in Share and are like from Amsterdam, Rotterdam and Antwerp, which is the largest bunkering port in Northwest Europe. I, I can say that nearly 80% of the vessels bunkering there are now using VLSFO, so 0.5% sulfur fuel oil. And that seems to be the case in other European ports as well. Some vessels are definitely using marine gas oil or so-called MGO, but that usage seems to be limited so far. Mm-hmm. And this I must say that this was really unexpected because um, all the reports all the forecasts have been pointing to a larger share of marine gas oil usage for for as a marine fuel in 2020 but so far that hasn't been the case
0: Has this had an effect on pricing
1: definitely definitely I mean the, so on the fuel oil side the lsFO prices have shut up quite sharply early on and even at the end of December, as expected, because demand was picking up every day. And we saw really sharp increases on VLCFO prices. So, I mean, it obviously changes from port to port, but Mm. on the delivered marine fuel side, we even saw prices higher than marine gas oil, which which I think never happened before uh, unless there was severe shortages in one of the products in some port. So for a few weeks we saw really high prices on VLSFO and they held about MGO and, but after that when transition uh, worked its way and the supply tightness eased in most ports then the prices came down. Now it's Maybe we can even say that it's more, it's more of a healthy market in terms of pricing. That, so we see VLSFO prices below MGO, but still not, not that below uh, MGO because, because of different parameters on the gas oil market because the, there's really low demand in the gas oil market right now in Europe. And as the MGO uptake has been really low for, uh, as a marine fuel, that that's also causing the especially the futures prices to mm-hmm. come down. So now so the perhaps, spread spread yeah. between VLSFO and MGO is quite tight. And I guess we can talk uh, more about this, but then if the spread is too narrow, some ship owners may say, well, MGO is more of a tested product, and I'll go with that. And mm-hmm. that would mean Obviously, more more demand for MGO, but that's that still remains to be seen.
0: But perhaps that tightness in the spread might be being driven by a weakness in the overall distillate market at the moment, because as you and I both know, um, it's not been very much of a winter in Europe so far.
1: Definitely, yeah. definitely. I mean, yeah. the, the as the heating oil, which is um, used in some countries like Germany and some other places, as uh, for heating, and that's also point 0.1% sulfur. Mm-hmm. So that's it's a really close product to MGO used as a marine fuel. So, and as you said, the, the winter has been really mild in Europe, and that's that caused the demand for these gas oil products to go down. And also, and I think some maybe also, if you look at the overall European economy, it's hasn't been um, mm. growing that, that well. So that's also uh, resulting in lower diesel demand as a road fuel. So, and winter is also a period where seasonal demand is usually low. So all, all of these factors are pushing the diesel slash gas oil prices down. And that's also having an impact,
0: mm-hmm.
1: as you said, definitely
0: you kind of touched on this a little bit though about you know as that spread between vlsfo and mgo narrows that people might move over to mgo because in essence it's more of a proven product so i think this moves on to a point about people talking about um, different blends of vlsfo different uh, qualities of vlsfo have you seen um, just anecdotally um, in the market, any problems with uh, VLSFO blends? Any problems managing these blends, or any type of price signals that might um, price signals that might be being given for different types of blends? So, say something about a low viscosity or a high viscosity, low density, high density.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, but first I have to say that the, the there was so much talk about. Different blends and different um, specs on very low sulfur fuel oil, but so far I must say, as as I mentioned earlier, the transition has been quite smooth. So there hasn't been much much talk about issues surrounding compatibility or other okay. other other issues. But maybe this is because shipholders have been quite careful about not blending different different VLSFO from other sources, like Mm -hmm. with each other, from company X and company Y. If they buy two different types of VLSFO, I guess they don't blend them. So that seems to be the case, and we haven't seen major issues in Europe on VLSFO compatibility. But in terms of viscosity and the other specs, I believe we're seeing some, some suggestions that there may be some pricing differentials mm-hmm. between different viscosity levels. So, if the viscosity level of the VLSFO is really low, um, and I mean lower than, let's say, 50 centi Stokes, then that may have an impact on prices. But it's still early days, and I can't say for sure if the X viscosity equals this price and Y viscosity equals that price. So it's a bit difficult to measure so far, but I believe with, the, with time, we may be able to differentiate these viscosity levels and say what that means in terms of pricing. But so far, there, there's been some in- instances where ship owners um, sort of complained about low viscosity uh, marine fuels, but um, so far we haven't heard major events regarding this.
0: Okay, uh, that's that's encouraging. That's actually encouraging for the market. Um, you know, just just a final just a final wrap. Would you say that around the VLSFO market, that pricing trends are starting to emerge and um, prices are becoming clearer?
1: Um, it's it's a bit difficult to say because on on this point, I must uh, link this to the pricing of VLSFO today which is currently being priced off ice well futures and that shows that it's it's as an outright price VLSFO still does not exist as a commonly traded product so that's that's changing things a lot and i would say the pricing is not that clear yet because the as as we already mentioned the gas oil market is a different market than the fuel oils and pricing fuel oil off of ice gas oil is somewhat a risk to ship owners because if the pri- the price of gas oil is really volatile then the fuel oil users fuel oil buyers will also come under uh, it will be exposed to some risks because of this and but the market seems to have decided to use ice gas oil differentials as a pricing method so far, and it's been working. We haven't seen any, uh, we, I mean, we haven't heard about any major um, discussions around this, but so far that the usage of ice gas oil as a price differential for BLSFO seems to be working. And the, we, as I said, it's, it's, been, it's been smooth.
0: So, so thank you, Innes. And in summing that up, it seems to be that the market is taking their price signals and linking to a differential to ice gas oil, um, but in the future, particularly as ship owners become more comfortable with what's on the market, that this may move to an outright price because the gas oil market has slightly different economic drivers than the bunker fuel market. Um, just like to remind everybody that Argus publishes a global portfolio of IMO-compliant fuel price assessments where we cover the world's most important bunker and trading hubs. You can find these real-time pricing for marine fuels and fuel oil, as well as pertinent market news and analysis in our Argus reports. More information can be found at argusmedia.com forward slash IMO2020.